want to get high, man. Let's stimulate your mind. Get up, Chucky. What have we got here? Fucking comedian. <laughs> Rojan Kim. Hello, and welcome to the Rojan Kim cast. It's me, Rojan Kim. Thank you so much for listening. I hope your January so far is going well. It is what it is. The first month of 2020, Wolf Moon. Oh, that was the full moon of January. Just passed. We're in mid-January now. Hope you're enjoying yourself. Is it cold where you are? I'm in LA where it's beautiful. I mean, it's like 60 degrees. It's cold to me. I'm like a little bitch now. I mean, I grew up here, so I have an excuse. I didn't know. I knew no winter until I moved east. Then I was like totally fine. I mean, I experienced winter. I had zero degrees. Everything was frozen. Snow, dirty, dirty snow. I have to walk the dog in the snow every day in the rain, snow, in boots, snow shoes. No, no, not snow. (laughs) Snow shoes are those like tennis racket things you wear. Snow pants. Aha, snow pants, I'd wear snow jacket, you know what I mean? I'd have a, like a mask and shit, it was so cold. And I'd be walking the dog, and I'd have to go and take all the, uh, you know, shit off when I come back in, put it back on when I go out. It's a whole ordeal. Didn't even get to shovel, really. If anything, people would love that live. They would be like, ah, you fucking didn't even shovel, you queer. You fucking, you gotta fucking complain about, why did I say quit? Because he was from Boston, and he was homophobic, okay? This was the character was not me, Rojan Kim, playing that. Wouldn't it be something? Wouldn't it be great? I mean, it would be great if I got SNL and then somebody just dug up that clip of me doing the Boston accent. Somebody being, what, are you a queer? And then just and then I didn't get it because <laughs> white people went, would go nuts and be like, you know, this is one for Shane. Shane Gillis, you know. Um, anyway, here we are. LA. LA, what a crazy place. What a weird place. Um, I feel like LA is prone to fads, you know? Prone to fads, prone to bubbles. And I feel like three big bubbles are really threatening um, LA right now. And those bubbles are homelessness, weed, and open mics. Okay? Now that's just, and they do all overlap. They do all overlap. Um, there's a Venn diagram. <laughs> if you could create a Venn diagram of them, you, you could find right where that used to be Marty's, uh, a place called Marty's, right where the middle of it is. I don't know. Uh, I think the center is still yet to be found. Um, that's funny. I should write fucking, uh, that's funny. It's only funny to people here, but, uh, but anyways, I, I am serious. There's like homeless dude, like homelessness was a problem when I was growing up. Sure, just like it was a problem everywhere, you know, there were homeless people. There was a skid row, and I guess back then, that was the time to really nip it in the bud, you know? If you could go back in time and just destroy skid row, (laughs) kill the baby that was skid row before it could become the skid row Hitler that it is now, um, maybe we could prevent some of this, but back then in the 80s, you know, it was just a place where the actors would go to get high, you know? They'd disappear and crack out for a few days. 80s and 90s, that's where, you know, people just River Phoenix or whatever, whoever the fuck, that's where you'd go. Robert Downey Jr., I'm sure, spent a night or two in Skid Row fucking going booyah and crack. You know what I'm saying? That's just how things went down. But now, that shit is just spread like a goddamn fucking octopus. You know what I'm saying? Tentacles, hydras, like just heads 
And by heads, I mean tent cities, little tiny tent cities, uh, big ones, little ones, everywhere. Just like the shanty towns of yore, you know what I'm saying? Just like the fucking Dust Bowl and shit. Like there's motherfucking tent cities everywhere and um, cops can't do nothing. First of all, they won't do anything. Secondly, they can't do anything because the Supreme Court just ruled that it's illegal to arrest people just for homelessness. I mean, you can arrest them for breaking the law, but you can't just arrest them just because they're uh, poor, right? Just because they're broke, just because they're poor. I was trying to say poor and broke at the same time, and it was like, just just because you're homeless does not mean you get to go to jail, which I think is great. That is actually great. I mean, at least it shows me that we're not in the complete grips of fascism because why wouldn't the state just be like yeah fuck it (laughs) put them all in jail put them to work you know make them pay off their debt to society whatever that is but no so the problem still is here it's growing and growing and we'll see what happens i don't know what happens when the bubble bursts will they just run into those condos in downtown la and start eating people i don't know we'll see i hey i'm far enough away uh to enjoy it or at least watch it go down for a bit but close enough to really think about should i own a gun <laughs> should i be owning some kind of weapon <laughs> should i be that is the collapse imminent and not even a big collapse not the entire i just mean like the collapse of the homeless bubble or they're just gonna start going ape shit in the streets nah, i don't know i think i guess by then in la people are well armed enough you know for this shit to go down but then are they the homeless could be well-armed too, you know? They could be uniting with the coyotes like I've talked about before. Could be a coyote homeless alliance, you know? And then we'd stand no chance. Yeah, sure, we have the firepower, but you know what? Coyotes multiply faster the more you kill them, okay? They're really crafty. Next thing you know, the coyotes are going to be stealing our guns, giving them to the homeless people, and then what? You have a homeless coyote army, okay, versus us. What do we got? And we're soft. We're, we've been indoors all our lives. We're soft. What do we know about living in these streets? We don't know shit. All we do is lose power, lose some running water, and we're, we're nothing. We're food. We're food. <laughs> uh, the other bubble that is the weed bubble. And the weed bubble, you know, I'm sure if you've lived in L.A., you know, uh, you've seen it. There's just weed everywhere. Weed ads, weed stores. Weed, just weed is okay. Weed is mainstream. Weed is so mainstream that there's like little fucking Apple stores, right? Well, absolutely. The real heads know. You know, you got to go to the trap shops. Traps. Trap shops where it's at. You know, the fucking shady, semi-legal gray market weed stores where you're just like, hmm, this place probably won't be here next week. (laughs) But you know what? They have good weed, right? And they're not fucking dolling it up with the fucking packaging. That's what you're paying for. I'm not paying for this. This is like any service. If you go, you know, look, a call girl is a call girl, you know, a high-priced one because she... Or he, okay, sorry, maybe misogynist. Okay, both of them, call people, okay, are high-end because they have packaging. They look nice, right? But in the end, you're getting the same product. You know what I'm saying? I mean, maybe there's some guarantee that uh, there's, um, you know, no bugs. You know what I'm saying? It's <laughs> pest-free, you know? But in the end, you're looking for the same thing, right? So a guy who gets a $10 uh, prostitute sex worker whatever the gender, versus a $1,000 one, you know, in the end, they're still getting the same thing. This is a difference of uh, packaging, and therefore some kind of like, um, you know, 
a degree of trust. You're like, ah, since I'm paying this much, they must, it must be clean. But we all know that's not necessarily so. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, weed's everywhere. Now it's lame. Now it's like, it's like, who gives a fuck if you smoke weed? You know, it's like, I smoke weed. It's part of my identity. But who cares? Really? You know, like, who really cares about that? Um, oh man, I'm running out of batteries. Okay, I'll be right back. Okay, we're back. Weed bubble. Okay, there is a weed bubble going on. Okay, and it's gonna burst. And I kind of, frankly, I kind of wanted to, you know. And the signs are everywhere. I was talking, I had dinner with my uncle. Um, this is my, I call him Superman uncle because Superman was the first word I learned as a kid because my uncle would pick me up and spin me around and go Superman. And then I just associated him with Superman and he became Superman uncle. So anyways, uncle Superman was telling me he's got kids, two sons, they're in college. And he was telling me, you know, that he tried smoking weed with them. He encourages them, you know, to smoke weed, uh, more so than smoking cigarettes. You know, I would rather you smoke weed, uh, than smoke cigarettes. Okay, and that's a very common thing I'm hearing from children, uh, or not children, but people from you know talking about what their parents have said, and people who are parents telling me that they would rather their kids smoke weed, you know, than smoke cigarettes. Also, you would rather them vape instead of smoke, right? Vaping is safer than smoking. All of that comes down to it's fucking lame. I mean, I guess vaping it was kind of cool because juuling was like caught on with the kids, and then it's not you know you can't do nicotine. Nicotine's bad, and that's why. But you know what's even cooler than jewels, cooler, cooler than jewelers. Cool. You know what's cooler than jewel? Fucking a cigarette. God damn it. Smoke fucking cigarettes, kids. I mean, that's cool. That's the coolest fucking thing you could do. You know why? You can't hide it. It's dangerous. If I can smell it, you're like, oh my God, are you smoking? It's fucking, it's killing. It's death. Yeah. Death. Death is cool. Right? So the more you tell kids that don't smoke cigarettes, smoke weed, you know, that the less cool weed is. Weed is now lame. Weed is now what your parents want you to smoke because it's safe. We did, nobody dies because we fuck that. Who wants to fucking people want to die, all right? <laughs> people want to skirt death. People want to go straight towards death, look it in the face, and go fuck you, <sighs> light up. You know what I'm saying? That's what they want. Plus, they want to do what? If you really want the kids to smoke weed, you should tell everybody should still be smoking, and then you should tell them not to smoke weed because then they'll be like, look at these lame ass adults killing themselves with their cancer sticks and fucking smoking weed. That's cool. Which is, of course, what happened the previous generation, which is why where we are, where we are. Anyway, the weed bubble, it's going to pop, you know? It's not sustainable, all this packaging. Look how wasteful it is. I mean, weed is supposed to be green and eco-friendly. You know, it's supposed to make you conscious about the earth, but look at all the plastic that's being generated, all the waste, all the fucking bullshit, you know, like this mass production, the fucking, all these resources going into making mediocre weed. You know, like, the, the shit's going to collapse at some point. You know, all this shit's going to collapse. There's there's fucking three weed dispensaries that look the same in, like, two blocks on Melrose, you know? And by the same, I mean they're they're not those trap ones. They're those fancy ones where every single weed product is prepackaged, you know? It's all prepackaged. It's got printing. It's got this, that, that, you know? It's gone through the whole rigmarole of mass production, trucks, shipping it everywhere. I mean, it's fucking... This is not the solution this is not, and it makes sense because we're in a transitory period between uh, prohibition and legalization, right? And so it makes sense. Look at alcohol, of course, it's branded to hell, and you know, whatever. It, it makes sense. You got companies 
all of that makes sense. You can't just get, you know, I mean, some of the best booze is in moonshine bottles or whatever the fuck, you know, some of the, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's, that's the best thing for the mass public, right? So I get that. But the great thing about weed is that it's small scale. It can be great small scale, right? People will start growing it. Um, I think not just weed, but I think weed will start this trend of things being grown more and more on smaller scale, you know, local gardens. You know, wide truck and ship and, you know, refrigerate and do all this stuff with all this produce when you could grow it locally, fucking source it locally, find it local. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to spoil. It doesn't have to. We get a lot of Mexicans would lose jobs. Yes, that's true. A lot of <laughs> agribusiness would go down. All right. But I don't know. Shit's got to change. Agribusiness is terrible. Should every industry be allowed to float? I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not the president. Thank God. Um, but I don't know, maybe it needs to, maybe that's a bubble needs to pop. Weed is a bubble. Okay. That kind of represents mass production, agribusiness, all those things kind of put together. Right. Um, that shit is gonna be a pop of course with every pop, there's opportunity. So hopefully, um, you can get in on the ground floor of that opportunity. Yeah. And then of course there's the open mic bubble guys, too many open mics. I mean, not, open mics are great. I mean, not great, but uh, fine. <laughs> Open mics are like communism, right? Great in theory, but in practice, ah, no. And there's not, I'm not shitting on any particular one, but they're everywhere. You know, this the slotted thing. You know, making five bucks a pop off of each open mic or, or whatever. Um, set of the night gets you something, right? You know, I want to start a fucking open mic where set of the night gets you another open mic, huh? How's that? Yeah, we could just uh, everybody can have one. Why don't we all just have one and go to each other's, and then that'll be it. That'll be it. well. If anything, what that shows me is that there is a comedy bubble, a stand-up bubble, um, and that's gonna burst too. Okay, at some point, it won't be as cool or lucrative, or I don't know. I don't know. Is that? Am I just? Maybe I'm just a fucking trend-following asshole because i wanted to be a filmmaker and there's a huge filmmaker bubble everybody wanted to be a filmmaker now a stand-up comedian everybody wants to be is that not everybody not everybody wants to be a stand-up comedian but a lot of people do like you know and that's not something that was mm, i don't know is that something i i, I guess i'm kind of used to it just having started in new york since there are so many people over there who definitely want to do stand-up i think over here maybe i see it more as a bubble because of the fact that the entertainment industry is so pervasive and it's obvious that the majority of people doing stand-up here are not chasing stand-up, but are chasing fame or an agent or something, you know, a role, a writing job or something. They're chasing something industry-wise. So it does feel inflated in that way. But, hey, how can I complain? I can't. I mean, I'm going to be honest, man. It's, this is the greatest time in the world to be alive. You know, unless you're really hurting in a third world country or you're fucking on the street or something. I mean, unless things are going real bad for you. And if things are going very bad for you, I I can only thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this podcast while this shit is going down. Like, dude, I hope uh, everything turns out better. Uh, but thank you for listening while you're doing whatever it is you're doing. I can only imagine somebody right now, you know, administering CPR to their 
new, newly drowned child while listening to my dulcet tones through his AirPods. And, you know, hey, that that's what I mean by how amazing life is right now. When, when, when could you have done that? I'm watching Vikings, man. Viking times? No, you can't do that during Viking times. Viking times, you just fucking die, kill each other. You know, you send messages by Raven or some shit. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, this is... We are living in the grandest of grand times. Bread and circuses, okay? Bread and circuses. That's what we're getting. That's what we're good at. Well, we could use more bread. You know what I'm saying? By bread, I mean dough. You know what I mean? Like money. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of bread. I guess we could eat lots of... Too much bread, in fact. Everybody's trying to go gluten-free. Everybody's trying to go keto. There's too much bread. That's what people are saying. But circuses will never get tired of. More circuses. Baby Yoda, you know all about it. Disney Plus, fucking get on it. You know, all the streaming services. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> That's what America is. America is getting fucking plastic surgery or fucking, you know, work done on its jaw so you can unhinge it. You know, it's getting a rib removed so you can suck its own dick because that's what we're all about. Entertain us. Entertain us. Okay? Uh, we are in a state where, you know, Cinema as an art form is over, I think. <laughs> look at look at the Oscars, man. Look at Joker. Joker, I don't know. It's a fucking list of movies. A Parasite, okay, nice to see a Korean movie. It was good. It was good. It was good. It was one of the only movies up there, I think. Um, but just the fact that Joker is the most lauded movie <laughs> in America right now. Joker, which is... Um, is a remake of a property, you know, in a comic book, which is also sort of a facsimile of a style of Martin Scorsese in a, which is set inside of this facsimile universe of Gotham that is modeled on Martin Scorsese's New York. Meanwhile, The Irishman, directed by Martin Scorsese, also in contention for an Oscar. Uh, for a best picture. Okay, so in, best, in the best picture category of nine movies, two of them are basically one is a ripoff of the guy, uh, and one <laughs> of the guy, you know, so one guy is ripping off Scorsese, and Scorsese's movie is about these old guys um, using the most advanced technology in the world to appear. 10 years younger, <laughs> like even though they're supposed to be 40 years younger, whatever. And we're like, okay, guys, you know, we just, I guess if anything, it's all about the guys. There's a lot of dudes, <laughs> dudes coming in force. Okay. Saying we're still here. We're still making movies. The thing is movies are dead, right? Like, uh, there's like, oh no, female, uh, director nominated for Oscars. It's a snub, 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 dude. Fuck the Oscars. Wanting the Oscars in and of itself is completely lame. You know what I'm saying? It's just like vaping. You know, it's just like vaping weed. It's so lame. It's something your parents do. All right? Don't. That's not something you want. Right? It's like, what, what happened to punk rock? Where's the danger? Like, if you, look, there's supposed to be a counterculture, right? Who's that? Who, who's, what represents the danger? What represents the danger where our society is just so um, clean and manufactured? You know, like. If Star Wars is the analogy, what, where, where are the rebels? Who We are the empire, so who are the fucking rebels in this? You know who the rebels are? They're fucking terrorists, okay? The goddamn, like, ISIS. <laughs> Iranians, guys with beards who believe in Islam. <laughs> like, that's who's raw. That's who's the raw motherfuckers right now. Punk rock, okay? You know who else? Conservatives, okay? 
black conservatives. That's fucking punk rock. That's anti-establishment. You know, right? Being conservative is anti-establishment. I mean, the shit is just turned on its head. No wonder we need more entertainment, finer entertainment. And I think the reason why maybe movies aren't cutting it anymore is just that it's just um, they're both too long and too short at the same time. You know what I mean? Like we're all used to now being able to pause. Yeah, one episode at a time, please pause, and then have it autoplay so that we have no choice but to watch the next one. Then we'll keep watch. Then we'll watch them like ten hours straight. See, that's how that's how you do it. Movies, it's like two hours. You can't pause it. You gotta sit there the whole time. And then after that, there's nothing left. They gotta go. You gotta leave after that. It's back to reality. Come on. Come on. TV is a better drug for that reason. And TV in itself is dead. There's no TV. TV, that's just the thing we call it. Just like a phone, right? It's not really a phone anymore. It's just a tiny computer. But it's like TV. TV is just a big computer now. <laughs> it's like it's all computers. Everything is computers. It's all computers, and we're watching them. And God bless them. One day, hopefully, they will rule over us. Um, you know, as they rightfully should, I think, you know, as is the natural order of things. Here's the thing. We have it all, guys. We've got it all. We've got it all. Not only do we have it all, you know, because, like, the boomers had it all. Boomers had it all, but they didn't really think about the end or the crash or the fact that there would be um, finite uh, resources, you know, unexpected things. They didn't even think about it. To them, it was just like an infinite growth paradigm. Boomers. Boomers, boomers, boomers. They fucking, they're, that's what they're all, that's why they're just, they're fucking optimistic. They don't give a fuck. They're, uh, they're like, we're leaving the world better. Whatever, they just, they're just taking it all. They don't care. They're taking it with them. What do they care? Okay. Uh, but our generation, the X's and the millennials and the Zoomers, whatever, we get to have it all and see the shit show that's coming down the road. You know what I'm saying? We were seeing it coming down the pipe and we're like, hey, wait, no, so we get it all. We have the benefit. It's all about us, don't you see? Because then we can blame the boomers. They fuck you, boomers. And then we could also be like to the kids, sorry, kids, we is the fucking boomers. We could have died. So let's turn on the boomers together. Let's get them. Oh, they're dying off. Wait, wait, we're the boomers now? We, me, us? We don't put, oh, kids, come on, man. We could have, we were the boomers. They took everything. The boomers took everything, kids. They're the ones. You know what we should do? Give them life extension technology so we can throw them in jail. <laughs> Ah, it's a grand time. What a grand time to be able to see it all, right? To have it all. God damn it. God damn Nine Star Warses? Baby Yoda on top of that? Uh, fucking, come on. You, my parents dreamed of such a, my grandparents couldn't even fathom such things. We've got it all. And we don't even know what the future has in store. That's the whole thing. It's like the future of entertainment. The shit's going to be in our minds, right? It's going to, you know, we're going to be inhaling nanomachines and they're going to go in through our mental contents and deconstruct everything and create narratives that are personal, that are based on our own nightmares, our own desires, our own deep, dark fantasies, dreams, content from dreams that it hashes up, our subconscious. Everything could be on uh, basically at the fingertips of entertainers and advertisers, huh? Wouldn't you like that? Wouldn't you like every thought you ever had, every unconscious desire, everything, every motivation, unknown and unknown, every random dream and thought and sexual desire and, you know, good thoughts, bad thoughts, all of that being used for you and against you for the purposes of entertaining and finding out what product you need, what phone, what, uh, actually, we wouldn't have phones anymore at this point. We have nano machines. We'd all just be online you know, our brains connected, you know, just think about it. You just breathe in. Nanomachines are so tiny. You just breathe them in. 
breathe them in, they go up just like uh, smaller than a grain of cocaine, right? So they would go in through your nose, cross the blood-brain barrier, get into that brain, augment it, turn it into a little organic computer, get you know, a little, little like a little Wi-Fi card in there, get it in there, get it connected to the Wi-Fi. We could all be online. We could all be streaming everything. Everything's streaming. Even war, you know, you wouldn't have to leave our homes at all. You could just log in to the drone, you know, do an hour of droning, and then come back, go back to your show, whatever it is, you know, your pictures, your stories, you know? They're always going to be part of the human condition, won't they? The stories we tell, you know? Hopefully the stories we tell, and this is really one of the best scenarios we could hope for. Hopefully the stories we tell are nanomachine-induced fantasies where we live in a world where uh, of zero material want, you know, and complete and total entertainment and, I guess, a couple hours of war here and there. But, you know, beyond that, that's that's the paradise, right? Because other than that, what are we talking? We're talking going back to, you know, we're talking the road. We're talking... <laughs> And Mad Max, we're you know, just some hard, hard uh, living, you know, ain't gonna be pretty. Probably some cannibalism. Come on, let's be honest. A lot of cannibal raping, okay? Like, it's just a thing. I'm not trying to be edgy or shock, shocking, but that's cannibal rape is gonna be, it's either, what do you want? Cannibal rape or fucking nanobots, right? What do you want, right? You want to be in every single Star Wars and play every single character at the same time? Or do you want to be running from people who want to throw you in a basement and amputate you over the course of a couple months, uh, amputate parts of you and eat them, um, keeping you alive? Because there's no refrigeration. You know, you got to keep them alive to keep the meat fresh. You want that? All right. Those aren't the only two options. I'm just fooling. That was a movie I saw. That was a book I read. You know, that's just a, all I know is all the entertainment I have, I've had in my life. Living here in L.A., growing up in L.A., the center, the, the mecca of entertainment, the dream factory. This is where it's all made, all the bullshit. Not, not all the bullshit, I guess the fun bullshit. I mean, the other bullshit's made in Washington. You know, it makes sense that they say Washington is ugly L.A., right? LA is pretty DC. I get it. It makes sense. You know what? I was born in DC. Huh? I I was, uh, maybe I was too pretty for, (laughs) too pretty for DC, too ugly for LA, you know, and that's just where I'm at. Right. Caught between both worlds, stuck in the middle with you. In that bubble of weed, homelessness, and open mics. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Rojan Kim cast. It's been, um, it's been fun. Uh, thank you you. please subscribe to my podcast I'm going to try to put it on the Spotify and this other thing I found called Podcast Addict because I hate Stitcher now Stitcher sucks Um, it's just too slow or it just keeps crashing so I switched over to Podcast Addict I mean you can still find me on Stitcher but I'll be on Podcast Addict I'm going to put myself on Spotify I'm going to be out there Apple Podcasts please find me on the Instagram on the YouTube on the Twitter uh, even Facebook if you want whatever follow me everywhere follow me get my numbers up huh Let's get me on the road. Let's get me selling tickets. Let's get me, I don't know, get let's get me shot in another city. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Alright guys. 